1: What it's gonna be, who you're gonna be, how you're gonna do it. And then from that point, the universe is gonna get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. I am
0: so excited for today's episode. We have a dear friend coming on with us, and just a little bit of introduction and backstory of how I know this magical human being. So, Today we have on Danielle, and I've known Danielle for a couple years now. I originally, I actually was following you on social media before I knew you in real life, but we're in the same industry. She is a soul cycle instructor. She's like one of the most positive humans I know, just like speaks so much life over people. She's like the soul feeler human that I just feel like my soul understands also. She's a mama to a little boy, Owen, and she recently launched her own podcast, So, and we actually recently spoke on her podcast as well. And so we wanted to invite her to join the Getting Magnetic community and have you guys meet her. And I know that when you hear her share her story, you're going to be so inspired by her radiant soul because it is exactly that. And it's just a feel good vibe. So with that said, Danielle, welcome to Getting Magnetic.
2: Hey, 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 hi, hey, hi. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so...
0: I'm so excited. Thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> Thank you for coming on. We're excited.
0: Okay, so before we like dive in, because you did this, you asked us on your podcast, you asked us, what is getting acoustic mean to you? Because your podcast is called
2: On The Daily, and it's all about finding the acoustic you.
0: Exactly. So you asked us what getting acoustic meant to us. So I'm going to flip the script and ask you, what does getting magnetic mean to you? Wow. Getting
2: magnetic to me means that you are living a life in which you are only speaking the things that you want into existence and then only accepting energy that attracts that manifestation. So you are not you're you're blocking energy that is not serving that vision for yourself or that manifestation for yourself. You are only attracting things that will stick, like a magnet. Love it. So freaking
1: good. Before we dive into like, okay, who is Danielle? What is your story? What's next question? One thing you've gotten magnetic to in your life.
0: Ooh.
2: I am a magnet for experiences.
1: Mm.
0: I love that answer.
2: Yeah, I always have been. I am a magnet for experiences, so I... It doesn't even need to make sense. But if the experience is something that like makes my heart beat really fast or gets me really giddy, I'm in like, I'm not, I'm not the, okay. I'm not the ride or die person. That's going to be like, don't care where we're going. I'm going to be like, yes, I am in for this experience. Do I need a toothbrush? (laughs) Are we coming home tonight? Like I'm just, (laughs) I'm calculated. I'm like mama bear, but I also am a magnet for experiences.
1: I love it.
0: Oh, so good.
1: Okay. With that, I mean, let, let's get to know Danielle a little bit, a a little bit better. Let's unleash Danielle on the listeners. Who's Danielle? What's your story? What are you all about?
2: Okay. How far back you want to go?
1: As far (laughs) as you, you want to tell us.
2: So it was a sunny day. No, I don't know. (laughs) So it does start. I am a Sagittarius. So I am born in December, December 20th. I was born at 3 7 AM, which if you've watched any horror movie, that is the hour that bad things happen. (laughs) Every every movie there is that's when it happens. And that's when I was born. (laughs) So we started off on a really good, foot, is what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) no, so I grew up in Southern California. My family was split. My parents got divorced when I was two. So lived with my mom half the time, lived with my dad half the time. My dad is um, a CFO. He's been a corporate controller, so he was he worked really long hours. He also was gone on business a lot, but that didn't actually deter him from being a really great dad. There was, I mean, when I, I remember when I was little, this is like a tangent. I'll go on these, by the way. So
0: buckle up. We love um, tangents.
2: Please. Bring them on. Bring them on. We love it. We love a tangent. So my dad, my mom was living. I don't even remember where we were living at the time, but we are I mean, I've always lived in like around the greater, in LA or greater Los Angeles area. And so my mom, we were with my mom and my dad lived in Valencia at the time and worked in Ontario, which if you're not in Southern California, that's not close by mileage or by the time it's going to take you in traffic. And so my dad, yeah, my dad would go from Valencia to work. And then he would come, I think we were living, my mom was living in Ventura County somewhere. And then he would come after work to come take us to dinner and then drop us back off at my mom's. Like, that's how committed my dad was. Like, so even though he worked a lot, he was always around, but he was also a dad that he had high expectations, but not in like, not in like a bad way. He just always said, whatever you do, do it well. And whatever Mm -hmm. you choose to do, make it excellent. And also, you should go into business because business is a promising future. Like it was like it was like that, you know. Like, yeah. It was do whatever you want, but get straight A's. You know. It, so, mm-hmm. so I always knew that excellence was expected, but also so was my heart and my soul. And so I grew up dancing. I I started dancing when I was very young. Danced competitively. Danced professionally all through high school. I I did nothing but dance. I mean, literally, as soon as school ended. I would go to dance practice or I would be dancing in a show somewhere or whatever. So then I, and my mom, my mom and my stepdad got married when I was six, I want to say. And you talk about a stepdad who just, he didn't have any kids, no kids from a previous marriage. My stepdad jumped into stepfatherhood like no one's business, you know, like just jumped right in. If we didn't have a dad, like he would have absolutely adopted my brother and I, I have two. Well, okay. So I have one blood brother. His name is Mason. He is two and a half years younger than me and about seven inches taller than me. And I'm tall. (laughs) I'm five, nine. He's like six, five or something. I don't even know. He's so tall. And then my mom and my stepdad had a son later on and like had tried right when they got together, but didn't work out. So they assumed they couldn't have kids. And then they had my younger brother Garrett when I was 13 and when I found out my mom and dad this is the kind of kid I was like when I found out my mom was pregnant I was like what I am gonna be (laughs) in college when this kid starts kindergarten I am not even gonna know him how dare you ruin my life like this like that the drama was so real Um, turns out none of that was true. And Garrett and I were very close growing up and everybody (laughs) asked my mom if I, if he was mine and she wanted to punch them in the face. (laughs) Like, no, she's not. But anyway, so I grew up in like, you know, we went back and forth. My parents did not get along growing up at all, which does have a part in the story. My parents, they, they were not close. Like they were not the type of divorced family where we could like hang out and, you know, see each other. My parents couldn't even be in the same room together. Couldn't even, at a dance competition, one parent had to stand on one side, the other parent had to stand on the other side. And it was, it was a lot. Like it was really, I mean, I look back now and I'm like, I wasn't messed up by that, but there's definitely, there's definitely like commitment issues I've dealt with, or there's definitely like the need for everybody to be cool that I definitely have as an adult but I was fortunate and the reason why I think all of us got out unscathed from that is because my parents also were very good parents and loved us all very much even if they wanted to rip each other's eyeballs out you know what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so by the time I like got to high school my mom and I you know we had a falling out when I was in freshman year and I was very I don't know I was very I was a stubborn fiery teenager so my mom and I butt heads a lot and um she's a Taurus. I know they, you told you were a Taurus and Sagittarius is in Tauruses in like a mother daughter relationship. It can be very, because I am like, just, you know, I'm not emotional that often. I'm just like, it's going to be fine. Get over it. Like you're going to be fine. Where my mom is like, no, we need to sit in our feelings for a while. And so we had a falling out. It was awful. We didn't talk for a couple of years. Thank goodness we got over that. Thank goodness we got back together and we became really, really close again. And my mom is awesome.
1: Shout out to Terry, right? Terry.
2: So yeah, I, I danced professionally growing up. I graduated high school. I went away to college, Chico State, my freshman year up in Northern California, went away to college. I was like, I'm going to be a business major. And after one semester, I said absolutely not. Hail no, and went straight into the went straight into the dean's office. And I said, I need you to switch my degree, my major to theater. Called my dad, and of course my dad is like, "Okay, yeah, do whatever you want, but just so you know, you probably won't have a history. You probably won't have a future in that. That's a really hard career path." And I was like, "Got it. Thanks." Bam. <laughs> um, at this time, I was also, you know, I was I was like casually dating. Who would become my husband? So I went to a freshman year of college. After my freshman year of college, I actually got married. Crazy.
1: Wow. Bold move.
2: Bold. And one that was not met well. Like my mom was like, that is a bad (laughs) voice. My dad was like, uh. But I'm like, I kind of told you, I told you guys this on my episode. Like, I'm a black sheep in my family. My I've always been dancing to the beat of my own drum. And that's because I'm a magnet for experiences. So when you go back to this like getting magnetic idea, I chose things in my life that felt good when they felt good and I never really think about like what could happen I think about like what could happen right now and right now I got to get married and I got to plan this awesome wedding and I got to like be in a relationship with my high school sweetheart and everything was going to be great and like who cares what the future holds right but probably also because I never really had my parents got divorced so young I don't know if I really ever like respected marriage the way that a lot of people respect marriage so Mm. that could have do with it. That's a lot of therapy that I was able to say that. So patting myself Mm. on the shoulder. (laughs) And so I moved to England because I got a job and my husband at the time got stationed there. And we lived there for four years. I met incredible humans, like some of the best people I know still to this day. And I worked, I danced, I choreographed, I did all the things and then I came back and finished up my degree in San Diego at UC San Diego. I got a degree in theater and dance and later got a master's in theater education. But I danced, you know, I, I danced all the whole time and I started to work in film and television. Around that time, my husband at the time and I were kind of on the outs. It was it was a really hard situation. He actually s- struggled with like depression and bipolar and other things. and it just got to the point where, you know, you can't be someone's wife and doctor and therapist and emotional support animal. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you can't be all of those things. And if you're not willing to like do the work yourself, then what, you know, so that, that ultimately ended. And shortly after that, or shortly during that, I would say during that, because of that, I found SoulCycle, which is an indoor cycling boutique. For those of you who don't know, I found it as a writer. And I found it when I was on hiatus because I was actually working in television. I was working on the Disney Channel on a show called Ant Farm. And we were on hiatus. And so I found this amazing class where I could go into the dark and I could sweat my ass off and I could listen to loud music and just forget about my thoughts and also get a great workout. I was in. So I became a writer, loved it, actually decided to get a job at the front desk part time because it could supplement like in between acting and dancing jobs. But I was also just like getting really tired of acting and dancing because I'd been doing it since I was a kid, you know, and and not dancing itself, Mm -hmm. just like selling myself to things that I didn't actually care about. Because like the life of a dancer in Los Angeles, the life of an actor in Los Angeles is very hard. And Mm -hmm. you have to do a lot of work you don't want to do before you will ever get the chance to do work that you are passionate about. And I think Mm -hmm. I just never really had it in me. Like I didn't ever want to work for someone else. I always had visions that were way bigger than that. And so I, I started working at SoulCycle and then I decided to become an instructor. Around this time, right after I became an instructor, a few years, maybe after that, I met my son's dad, Jason. And we fell madly in love. He was a writer of mine. I was like moving in with my friend because I was getting like a divorce and I was moving in with my friend. He like asked me, this is actually a funny story about Jason. So he asked me to like help him move. And, or yeah, he's like, can I help you move? This is like a writer of mine that like takes my class a couple times a week and he's like, I heard you're moving. Like if you need help moving, I'm a really good mover. And I was like, okay. I didn't call him. Great apparently, line.
1: Great pickup yeah, apparently, line. Apparently
2: like he was really bummed about that. But then later like asked me out and he's like, Yeah, we can, I would love to take you to dinner. And you know, I have a cop car, so I'll pick you up. And I was like, that must be like a weird that must be like a weird metaphor. So okay. Sure. <laughs> pick me up in your cop car. <laughs> and he goes up. And he actually, he drove like an old set cop car that was used for stunts and then it had been like wow. sold. So it was like a cop car with like X's on the doors. And I was like, oh yes, this is my guy. Like this is, wow, this is my people. Like everyone else thought it was so weird. I was like, are you kidding me? That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like it was, <laughs> it was just, it was love at first sight. We fell madly in love mm-hmm. and got pregnant five months later, which I was married for a total of seven years. Okay. I was married for seven years. Not once did I, I've never been on birth control either. So not once did I even have a scare of pregnancy and like everything worked, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: you talk about like when the stars align, right? Yeah. We got pregnant. I actually did schedule an abortion with Owen, which I'm always very open to talk about. Like, I was like, I don't even know you. Like, this is not the life to bring a child into. But then something happened in my body, like the night before it was scheduled. And I just knew I needed to keep this child. So mm. we had the conversation. Wow. He was very supportive. We kept, we kept who was to become Owen and had Owen on our first year anniversary. Oh, my God. Wild times. Wild times. And like the next year was awesome. I was teaching. I was this girlfriend. We lived together. We had this baby. Owen was like an incredible child. Like he's an incredible. Like we're talking incredible child. And so I, life was good. And then you know we he got in a really horrible motorcycle accident about a year almost almost to Owen's first birthday. Almost died. We're talking like run over by a semi truck. Like crushed every bone, pretty much in his face, his ribs, like pelvis. Was in the ICU for a really long time. And you're saying like. I'm a new mom. That's still like kind of going through it. You know, we can talk about that later. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely went through postpartum, but it just kind of like took us to other sides of the street, you know, and Mm -hmm. we kind of made a decision like, let's just call it and be really good parents. Because again, I knew I wanted a life for my kid that we could get along and his parents loved each other, even if they weren't together. And it's, it took a long time. Cause I, you know, I, then I met, I had been friends with Breezy for a while. And then after everything ended, like we, be, we got Breezy and I started dating and it was awesome. And it's been awesome ever since. Like our chemistry is amazing. And she is literally everything I'm not. And I could not be with a better human. And of course, like the relationship between Jason and her and I, and like with Owen, like it's taken, a, it's taken a long time, but now we're at a place where like we can all hang out and we can all get together. And he has a girlfriend who has a son and it's pretty awesome. And so I like through those experiences, like it kind of gave me the, the ability to like step out on my own. And I, I'm a senior instructor at soul. I started a, you know, a wellness business. I started a podcast. Like I kind of now feel like when you go through experiences like that, that feel like never ending, when you get through them, you realize that like anything's possible. So I'm kind of at this I don't know. I'm always at a crossroads. Like what's next, you know? So that's, that's Mm -hmm. me. That's who I am today in this moment.
0: I love your realness, your authenticity. You're just so raw. And like, there is a million things in there. I like want to dissect. Like, yeah, it's just, sorry. No, (laughs) it was so good. Like, I want to ask you in, in everything that you shared, like, like, what was the, what was the hardest part? in any part of what you shared, like the most challenging part of your journey? Is there something that like really sticks out to you? Two things.
2: Number one was my mom and I having a falling out when I was like 14, 15. That was really hard because I was really close with my mom up until that point. And, you know, as like a 14 year old girl and my mom and I have like, we've gone through this and we've, we've gone back and forth and, you know, we've, we've talked about it and we're fine now, but you know, there were, there were things that she admits that I was a kid, you know? So of course I was sassy. Of course I didn't want to like do my chores. Of course I didn't want to do all Mm -hmm. these things. And I was an asshole. Like I was, when we talk sassy, like I was so sassy. I was manipulative. I would use my dad against my mom, but like that, that like break and not speaking to her for literally like a year, I think it was like how long it took for us to like actually talk again that was really hard. I went through a lot in that time. And it was just a lot of things that I could have really like used my mom for that I just felt like I didn't have. And I did have, you know, and she didn't reach out either. And those are things that her and I have like talked through. So that was a really hard one. And then, you know, I used to think like going through my divorce was really hard and it was because it took four years too long to actually become finalized. But the journey to being in the relationship I am now with Jason, because I'll always love Jason. I mean, he gave me the greatest gift a human can give another person. And for that, like, I will always love him, even if I'm not in love with him. And so when there were, when emotions were high and tension was high and there was a lot of like, you know, just really like butting heads between me and him and him and Breezy and all these things. I just remember thinking to myself, like, just, you know, lead with love, lead with love, lead with love. Cause if you lead with love, And you lead with Mm -hmm. kindness? Eventually it's all going to work out. And there were times where it got like really not like horrible. We never, I mean, Jason, I never had to hire lawyers. We never had to like go through custody. Like there was nothing ever like that because we always agreed that like Owen came first and we've always Mm -hmm. been like very 50, 50 and Owen is allowed to be, you know, with both of us equally, but it was just the emotional tie of that. Like Mm -hmm. I was very much in love with Breezy and I knew that she was where I needed to be. But then I also didn't want to lose Jason because he also was the other hugest part of my heart. So I would say that journey to fighting so hard for a good relationship with your ex, after all the hurt that you guys, like that we gave each other just in our relationship and the nasty things we said, that was hard. It was worth it. Wow, wouldn't change it, but it was hard.
1: So for me in, in hearing your, your full story in that, you know, this right now is, is the most extent I've heard your story told, and I so appreciate your story and in hearing it, and in your words, like you were the black sheep. You went to, you know, you went to London. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go into business. Like, okay, no, I'm gonna drop out of business. I'm gonna go into theater and art and dance. I'm gonna do this. Okay, this guy, I'm a, I'm gonna marry him after freshman year of college. No, wait, no, I'm not. Okay, actually, no. Okay, Soul Cycle. Here we go. The, wait, I love this guy, and then and then having Owen. Like, and it just kind of happening, like, really quick there and really fast. And then having that, like, pull in your heart, like, no, no, I'm meant to have this child, Owen. And then realizing you guys weren't meant to each other and now finding your soulmate in Breezy and having Owen and all these things and black sheep and following your gut instinct in your heart. I want to ask you a question. Do you believe in coincidence or, like, some things just kind of happened at random? Or do you believe, like, this all, like, kind of played out and was kind of, it was meant to be like this from a fate perspective?
2: That is such a good question. I used to think I only believed in fate. Like I used to, and I guess I still do. I, I guess I believe that like the universe has your back. And, but I also kind of believe that we're souls that sign like a soul contract before we pick the human experience that we're going to have. You know, I've never mm. been a religious person, but I am very spiritual. And I do believe like in the universe. And I do believe that like, we're just human Like, we're in a human experience, but we're souls that like move from like person to person to animal to like different life sources and stuff. But I think that we sign a contract and everything in our life we chose before it happened. I do believe Mm -hmm. that so many of your people right now are like, she's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But yeah, I think, I think we, I think there was a time where we chose, we signed, we like signed a soul contract and we chose everything that was gonna happen. But I think mm-hmm. like while we're in the human experience, it can like vary and you can kinda take different twists and turns that ultimately may or may not end up the same way. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think coincidences do happen, but I also think that I think that maybe coincidence coincidences are really just you remembering that you chose this.
0: Mm. So. so good. You have a way with words. I feel like I could listen to you talk all day. <laughs>
1: I want to I want to transition into like we I just learned this from you but kind of utilizing the word acoustic I love that and your podcast on the daily is about like living into the acoustic you and you exemplify that and I think that's probably the light you want to spread and empower people to live acoustically into them and in just you know going into your story in everything and having Owen and deciding like you know what what is acoustically me and falling in love with your best friend at the time who's a woman and then getting engaged to your soulmate who's a woman and being like you know what this is acoustically me but i still have love for jason and owen and like so what does that all mean to you like i i think it's so empowering to live into acoustically you and discovering yourself can you just kind of expand on that or speak more on that
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think a lot of people think, I wish, I wish the story was that like, I met Breezy and like came out of the closet and like realized like that would have been a very, that would have been a way easier story, you know, because like when you're, when you're with somebody and they like come out, that's like, that's like a, a huge thing. But I'd actually dated women before. So I've always been like very sexually fluid in terms of just, I don't, I've never really looked at like gender as a determining factor for like who i can love or like want to be with like emotionally mm-hmm. physically sexually whatever i've always just kind of looked at the person and i think just based on everything that's happened i i don't believe that we as humans are meant or supposed to just fall in line i really don't i think that if if we do that then we're probably settling you know, or we're, we are not living to our fullest potential because at the end of the day, you know, and, and listen, like there are like you two, like there are people that there, you are twin flames. Your souls are entwined. You are meant to be together. And it is a really beautiful thing. And for some of us, myself included, it's not fair for me to expect that one person is going to fulfill all of my needs all of the time, which is the same for you guys. I mean, that's why you have friends. That's why you have like Mm -hmm. other people that you, you know, confide in. But I think that a lot of people feel that they have to choose their path and stick to it. But I mean, like I, I say all the time, it's your story, honey. You can hit them with a plot twist whenever you want, you know, that's life. (laughs) If, If we only get one experience in this body on this planet at this time, then why are we going to deny ourselves like things that may be meant for us just because it's not what we thought. So I think my biggest like takeaway and answer to your question is that you have to live your life in a way that you're allowing life to surprise you. Because if life is never allowed to surprise you, then you are going to spend your whole life just like wondering what if. And I can honestly say where I'm at now, I have never ever ever wondered what if. Like I choose very intentionally to live a life where I never have to worry what I never have to wonder what if I did that because if I if I think that I'm doing that and I'm going to try it out and I'm going to see what happens and that involves peeling back layers right so that's like all about like what I talk about becoming the acoustic you it's peeling back your layers to discover who you truly are underneath all of you know the things so that's kind of that's how I live my life which is why I feel so. I guess, qualified to reach for it in others, you know?
0: Mm. I love how you live your life. I love how you explain things. It just makes like, so it makes so much sense. It's just sometimes wish more people didn't put themselves in boxes. Like I am this way, or I am this way, or I am this way. Right. And even you saying like that, you're not like religious, like Wade and I don't identify with religion either. Like we're very open-minded. Like we're very spiritual. I think I can speak for you. We both believe there's a higher power, but I would never call that a certain thing. Like I don't know what it is. Um yeah, I know there's something way bigger than me. I know I didn't just accidentally get here, but I, who am I to say that I know how it happened? I have no idea. Right. Um right. and I think people don't talk about that. People are scared. Like even me saying this and people listening to this, like it's like there's this underlying fear a little bit of being judged for, you know, like there's so much judgment around. I think in our society, like there's a huge Christian society around us and, um, and that's an amazing thing. Like, then there's a lot of beautiful things about organized religion. And I think there's so many great morals that are taught and we love going to church with friends. We love worship music. We've read what was Rick Warren's Warren's book, Purpose Driven Life. (laughs) We read Purpose Driven Life. Oh yeah. Such a good book. Yeah. Yes. We like are very much wanting to always learn about different types of religion, but we don't identify as you know i i wouldn't put myself in a category of i am this or i subscribe to this only cuz that shuts me off to everything else and i'm open so hearing you say that is like really inspiring to me because i don't think people openly talk about that there's almost like the shame around you know people don't want to say like people will come out loud and proud like i am a christian or i am a devout this or i believe in this or that and people will po- proclaim and scream from the rooftops their beliefs and you know the right thing, mm-hmm. but people that don't have necessarily have that, I think sometimes maybe kind of shy away from it because you don't want to be judged. You, I've had so many people in my life tell me, you know, you're going to burn in hell because you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and savior. Right. And to me, that is like, uh, extremely like kind of, yeah. a, I mean, extremely offensive. Like I'm like, wait, you're speaking to me. As someone coming from a community that's all about being inclusive and loving, but you're telling me I'm going to burn in hell because I don't, I haven't been enlightened, right. I guess, the way that you have, you know, right? So I just and want to talk like, about this a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, any I've been told that too, and I, I'm like, well, I hope if I'm going to burn in hell because of I won't like name it, then I hope it's warm there because your girl, <laughs> your girl likes a tropical climate, you know.
1: Um, I think it opens up the question, like. And I think, you know, it's not like every Christian is like, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to no, burn in hell. But no. it opens up the, yeah, there's certain people, you know, there's extremes on every single which way in all parts of our life. But it opens up the kind of concept of religion versus spirituality. I feel like that's where this conversation is going. And like, mm-hmm. what are the yeah. differences? Like, and I don't have yeah. the answer. Maybe, hopefully, you guys do.
2: No, I don't have the answer either. What I've come to find, because I have a lot of friends that are actually like very good friends, some of my best friends that are Christian. And we have beautiful conversations. And I think that as a whole, as like a whole human existence, we can all do better at seeking to understand instead of be understood, you know, Mm. and you can apply that to religion. You can apply, apply it to politics. You can apply it to gender. You can apply it to sexuality, to race. Like you can apply that to everything. And I try to remain very conscious that the way that I feel is not the way that everyone else feels. And how like freaking beautiful is that? Because it just allows us to gain so much more knowledge and and have really deep connections with other humans. You know, I I love talking Christianity with my Mm -hmm. friends. I have, you know, my one of my best friends in the whole world, Chris Chandler, is a Christian. And he and I have had so many conversations and like my other friend Erica and Hunter Hanks like very very Christian very deep rooted faith and honestly that faith is inspiring right mm-hmm. I I adore it when people have a faith in something that is so like pure you know and mm-hmm. I would never tell that person not to have that faith ever you know so Totally So when I think it comes to like the difference of like religion versus spirituality, what we can agree on is that we are all connected to something bigger than us, which I fully Mm -hmm. believe. I agree Mm -hmm. with you, Sandy, 100%. I think we are all connected to something higher. I think that we are all connected to the same light source and how we, and there's like different levels of consciousness, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's like a consciousness that's, there is your truth and there is my truth and we won't talk about anything in between. And then there's the consciousness of like, there is my truth and then everyone else's truth is wrong. Mm -hmm. And then there's enlightenment, which everyone talks about whether you believe in religion or spirituality, where it's like we, there is, there is just truth and it exists, but it exists in so many different shapes and so many different colors and so many different sizes and as long as you focus on being a light in this world and a person who can raise the vibration of the people around them, then we're all fighting for the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be you are a Christian or you are not, you are this or you are not because honestly, that society is so, I don't know if I can drop an F-bomb on here, but that society is so fucked. Like. I don't know where it came that you can either be like straight or you can be anything around it. Like, it's like, it's like to be white straight that, like that's the center. Right. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is like, is a, is circling around it as if it's not, it's, it's less than, and I just, I just won't subscribe to that theory. And I, I also just won't let any energy into my box that, you know, or any energy into my box that would put me in a box like I just won't mm-hmm. I won't go there because I know there i I know truths that are different, even if they're not my truths, they're somebody else's truths, you know, so I think spirituality and and religion they like you they do walk the same line, even if it's not the mm-hmm. same person they're praying to or same entity they're praying to. there still is a beautiful connection that we are all part of something bigger, you
0: know, wow, you have seriously away with words
1: i think that's me that's where i'm at too is like we are all a part of something bigger we're all interconnected and like for me just hearing you say the word vibration that's what comes to me it's like everything's an energy we're an energy everything is a vibration we're all connected by that vibration and that energy and there is it's bigger than us there's something bigger than us that and not necessarily just pulling puppet strings but like a higher power and and whether it's, it's religion in, in certain sects or whatever it is, or just overall spirituality, we, you know, I think most of the world can agree upon, like we are, we are all connected in a way and there is, there's a higher power bigger than us. So I, I love these conversations. It's amazing. And and
2: right. Same. And like, regardless of what it is that you believe in, whether it be spirituality, religion, or nothing. I mean, there's people that believe that nothing. Right. And that, that's a truth. That's their truth. It's not wrong because just because it's not my truth, that's Mm -hmm. their truth. And I think regardless of all of that is, you know, when a vibrational energy is low, right? Because on like the Schumann resonance, which is like what tracks like vibrational frequencies, when we are feeling, and this is like, like they've done studies on this, like when you are feeling sad, When you are in a place of judgment, when you are in a place of resentment, when you are in a place of comparison, you are vibrating on a very, very low frequency. When Mm -hmm. you are focused on love and kindness and acceptance and joy and like enlightenment, those are the highest vibrational energy. So I think where we can all come together is regardless of what you believe in, let's all just vibrate higher because mm-hmm. that's truly what's going to change the world, right? Not, not. well, you're Christian and I'm not, or you're this and I'm not, you're straight. I'm like, that all mm-hmm. is not going to get us to that that beautiful euphoria of enlightenment that every single person is searching for, right? You mm-hmm.
1: know, it's crazy. And and just side note tangent is I, I threw a shirt on. I usually actually don't wear shirts, but for this podcast, I threw a shirt on and <laughs> So nice of you. And we came, we were talking about coincidences or fate or random or whatnot, or is everything kind of interconnected? And my shirt just says spiritual gangster on it. And we had no idea. We had no script for like where this podcast was going. We were just going to, like we said, unleash Danielle. And now I'm like, gosh, if we could all just be spiritual gangsters like together in the world, or maybe not spiritual gangsters, whatever you want, that would be That'd be really chill. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, wouldn't it? Gosh, I always say that all the time. I'm like, imagine if we were all operating on a frequency that was like love, kindness, joy, enlightenment. Like, imagine if the whole mm. world operated on that. We'd be in a completely different place.
0: You wow. Know, it's, yeah. I get people
2: all the time that'll message me on social media and be like, I can't believe you didn't post about you know Black Lives Matter. I can't believe you didn't post about all of these things going on. And I'm like, why? I I watched Sean T. I follow Sean T. on Instagram and he posted something so awesome. He goes. I am here to motivate. I am here to uplift. I am here to unify. And I'm not going to post things that you can go to. I'm not a news outlet, right? Like I'm Mm not, I'm not (laughs) CNN or Fox or wherever you get your news. I'm not that. I am not that news network. I am a person who's here to motivate and to expect me to just post things that you're seeing all day anyway. No, like we need a break from those energies. We need a break from that you know, and if, if I can be a place in this world, which I do believe is my purpose is to be a, a, a source of light for people, regardless of where you come from. I am, I think one of my gifts is that I can truly relate to and understand and get to know and be very close with people that may have 150% different, like opposing views than me.
0: Like
2: mm. I, some of my best friends in this world we do not agree like religiously. We do not agree politically. And that's okay. Cause it's never affected our ability to be deep
0: friends. And that's a gift that that's my gift.
1: That's a superpower. That really I love is.
0: It. Yeah. I feel like connection is one of your like superpowers or words. Like when I think of you, I feel like you can truly connect with anyone. You have a way about, about like pulling greatness or seeing greatness in people and like loving them where they're at without any judgment. and. I don't know a lot of people that can do that. That's well, something pretty incredible. I mean, incredible everybody
2: has, ha- like you talk about magnets, right? Like everybody has their like magnet. Like my mm-hmm. magnet is being light. Like I'm a light magnet, right? I would say mm-hmm. like you two are like, to me, you are joy magnets. I mean, there is no time that I don't, if I watch you guys, if I look, see what you're up to on Instagram, if we have conversations, I instantly will feel better. So mm. your guys, like to me, your guys are like joy magnets, and so everybody has their magnet. Like I just, I've come to know about myself that I'm a light magnet. I really do like, I attract light.
0: Mm. Oh,
1: I love that! And find light magnet. attracts
0: light. See, the light's gonna keep coming. I love, I love it. it.
1: So find your magnet.
0: Right. What's the what's the the
2: saying about darkness? It's like darkness. The like more darkness can't make it brighter. Only light can do that. Right. So. Mm-hmm you know, in a world where things can feel so crazy, like they have been, let's be the light for each other. Let's be a place where you can say like, I may not believe the same things you believe, but I, I, I see you and I'm holding Mm -hmm. space for you. And I'm here for Mm -hmm. you because I'm a human, I'm in a human body with a human experience, able to give you love, you know, and have empathy.
0: Yeah. Rather than people feeling like, their voice is the only voice and they need to prove a point. And it's just, yeah, that can feel. Trying
2: to be understood, right? We should seek Mm -hmm. to understand, understand why people feel the way they do. Understand why they say the things they say, why they have the beliefs that they believe. Because actually at the end of the day, we probably aren't that different. I mean, Mm -hmm. some people with the most opposing viewpoints of me, like we all want to be loved. We all want to love. We all want to do the best for our families and our communities.
0: And we all want to live a life that we're proud of. That's every human. We all want the same thing, yeah. And I do think so much of it comes back to like listen more than you speak. Yeah. And everyone loves the sound of their own voice, right? Like I can admit that we all oh, love talking. Same. We all love sharing our stories. And I don't know, guys.
2: Op- first time I heard my po- my podcast recorded back to me, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I sound like?"
1: Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was amazing. But yeah, like we all, I think. For me, like I know, an uh, opportunity for growth for me is to listen more than I speak. That's been a big learning lesson in this past year as we've gone through, like everything that 2020 brought, like there were so many learning lessons in there. Lots of ups, lots of downs, and lots of opportunity for me to learn to just listen because I don't know it all. I mean, 2020 was one of my biggest growth
2: years emotionally.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was, I used to be, I, I mean, because like I said, this has been a journey I've been on to get to this place where I can say this about like loving everyone. I used to be the type of person because again, I'm a Sagittarius, and I'm not just a Sagittarius Sun; I'm a Sagittarius Moon, which means that Ooh. I can snap on you in two seconds. And then <laughs> my dog agrees. You can hear my dog like she agrees. Um, <laughs> like, yes, you are like that. Um I. I used to be, if you didn't think the same way I thought, if you didn't believe what I believed, like I didn't want to, I was like, well, forget you then. But like, think of how small that makes your sphere, right? Like Mm -hmm. if all you're getting is like, if all you're, you're getting from other people is a mirror of what you, I don't want to look in a mirror all the time. Mm -hmm. I want, I want to like see people, you know, and that Mm -hmm. it's going to include having difficult conversations that you may not agree with, but there's always something in there that you can get from it, you know?
1: Wow, I love, you, I love this conversation. Before all right, before we let you go, we have a few more questions yeah. for you. Yeah. We'll call it we'll call it a fire round. Okay. These are questions we love asking at dinner tables and I feel like are so applicable to you, deeper than small talk like we're getting deep here today. So Okay, let's go. A couple questions. First is not not that it's super deep, but I'm just going to ask you what are you most excited for in life right now?
2: Right now in life, I am excited about kind of not knowing what's going to happen in the next year. Like we have a lot of plans, you know, we'd like to move. Eventually we want to build a house. We want to, I mean, obviously I just started my podcast. Who knows where that's going to take me? Like obviously my business soul cycle, like there's so many ups in the airs right now, breezy's careers taking off. So I think I'm most excited about maybe for the first time, not really having an idea of like where it's going to go, but being excited about letting the road take us wherever it's going to take us.
1: Wow. I love that. Instead of being focused, I'm excited for this thing, this thing that I know what it is. It's like, I'm excited to not know. I love that. That's like probably so opposite of what everyone would say. Black sheep, there you go again.
0: Just trusting the timing of your life. I love that. Okay. What does your soul most need right now?
2: My soul. My soul most needs to dance right now. I haven't danced oh, in a while. Dance it out on the podcast? I mean, I, I wish people could see this. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm just going to like, when we're done, I'm just going to like have a yeah. dance. Party. Like I do that all the time. Like I have dance parties with myself all the time. Me I really too. want to start taking dance classes again. I haven't taken oh. a dance class in a long time. And, you know, I, I take a, I, I obviously work out for a living, so I work out a lot and that's not my problem, <laughs> but I've lo- I haven't taken a dance class in a while. And part of that is, you know, I used to be, I used to dance professionally. So then when you kind of lose some of your flexibility or like you lose some of what, like you, your pizzazz, I guess, I've been very afraid to take dance class and I'm not afraid of, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm afraid of a lot, but I do things anyway. And dance Mm -hmm. is like one of those things that I'm like, Ooh, but I, I just, I need to dance again. So I I think when the world Mm -hmm. starts to open back up, I'm going to take dance class.
1: Again, I love love, that.
2: I can't
0: wait to see your moves.
1: I, you know, I should too, because I have this, like, you know, at a wedding and there's a dance floor, like, I got pretty good rhythm, but like, not trained dance anything. But, like, but what if I was like trained in like hip hop dancing and I would just go onto the dance floor and just like totally bust it out and be like, what the heck? Like, I kind of have a vision there. So I might be with you on that.
2: You know, I was a hip hop dancer. Like, that was my style.
1: It's on. There we go.
0: Okay. When we have this dinner party, we're like moving the chairs and the table out of the way, and we're gonna, we might go live and it's gonna.
1: Like, give me one wedding dance choreography. Like, even if it's 20 seconds, I could just bust out people, like, oh, oh, okay. That's what we're
2: gonna do. Okay, yeah. there he is. Whatever. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's all right. It. To wrap it up, before we can find out how we can connect with you, if I asked your favorite book, what comes to mind first thing, what does your gut say?
2: Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod.
0: Ooh. I'm reading it right now. Wow, I love that you said that.
2: Life changing.
1: Sandy is chills.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong.
2: I love Miracle Morning, his other book. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing miracle. We've been doing Miracle Mornings in my house. Like I started it, and then Breezy was like, "I guess I should do it with you because you're making me feel like a lazy <laughs> asshole." And I
1: was
2: mm-hmm. like, "Come on down, 4 a.m. Let's go." So I love Miracle Morning, but there's something about Miracle Equation that just speaks straight into the depths of my soul. Unwavering faith and extraordinary effort are literally like the two terms that I probably live my life most by and have really like, I mean, you've heard my story. Like that's kind of like exactly what I've always had is just faith that it's all going to work out. And like don't stop until you get every single thing in this life that you want because you deserve it. And when you believe that you deserve it, everything happens. And it's it's just, oh, it's such a good book.
0: (laughs) Wow. So good. Well, I feel like we could talk for like the rest of the evening, but we're gonna probably have to have you back on here again. (laughs) So I I just wanna thank you so much for your friendship. Yes, thank you. So much for carving out time to be here. We always say time is the greatest asset that we have, right? So you carving out precious time to pour into us and our listeners is really appreciated. We love you very much.
1: If someone wants to connect with you and your podcast, where do we find that?
2: Well, friends again, the feeling is entirely mutual. You know how I feel about you. Um, We're going to (laughs) plan. I'm literally going to text you as soon as we're done and I'm going to figure out when we're going to have a game night. So thank you for having me on. And again, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on my podcast. My podcast is called on the daily. It is on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. You can also follow our Instagram at on the daily pod. And we have episodes every Tuesday and Friday. So that's where you can find me. I'm also, if you want to follow me, I'm Danielle underscore on the daily. So perfect. You're,
0: you're a fun follow. You're, you're one of my go-tos. You know how there's like five people that you're like, "Uh, I don't really want to watch people's stories, but I'm going to go see what this person's doing. Mm -hmm. Like you're that for me. so funny
2: because people will be like wow like people will meet me in real life and they're like wow you're like exactly the same and i'm like <laughs> i don't know if that's good or bad but yes, I am.
0: <laughs> it's so good <laughs> all right well we love you so much thank you for your time and we're gonna do this again soon yes i love you guys you love will you. get dancing girl
2: yeah i will <laughs> okay I love you bye,
1: bye. Wow. What an episode. What a connection. Just great conversation with Danielle. She's such a light and a radiant being in this world. And we, you know, we can always use more of that. Don't forget, if you are loving this, if you got value out of this, I'm going to ask you a favor. We're going to ask you a favor. It would help us so much if you rate the show, review it on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, hit the download button share it with a friend that means the world to us and can't wait to connect on Friday we're going to get into a little bit about gratitude practice what you appreciate appreciates till then
0: and we want to stay in touch with you so you can find me on Instagram at sandyclaws7 you can find wade at wellness with wade you can find our podcast at getting magnetic and we always love hearing from you so if there's a certain topic you want us to cover If there's a guest you'd love us to have on, send us an email at gettingmagnetic at gmail.com.
1: Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible.
0: So remember, you are magnetic.